Voice. I am your host, Fredo, and again, I'm joined by my co-host, Eddie. We're here to talk about some more wrestling. The first quarter of business today is going to be, as always, Monday Night Raw. Now, this past week on Raw, we heard about the whole suspension of Ronda Rousey. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I just got done praising her last week after, you know, she she changed her, you know, her tune. Because at yeah. first I was thinking that she's not ready, but then she had that good match with Nia at Money in the Bank. And I was like, man, okay, we might be on to something here. And then go to Monday Night Raw and they had the segment, you know, with Bliss and Angle. And it just, I don't know, it's her timing or what? But it's its not there yet, you know what I mean? Her timing, and I don't want to go back to, you know, just sounding like I'm trashing her because I just bigged her up, not on air. I got to correct that. It wasn't on air. It was, it was a conversation that we had had. And I was like, man, okay, I got to take that back. But, you know, going to that segment, it's like, damn it. <laughs> like, here we are again with the timing being off. Like, you know, you were laying in the bliss, and you dropped the, the, the briefcase, then you turn around, and you look like, oh, man, I forgot the briefcase. Now we got to turn around, grab the briefcase, turn back around the attack angle. Like, that, to me, just completely killed it. Yeah, um, I saw that, and I think she did good with Nia because Nia could carry her. Yeah. yeah. Um. I think that's one of the things that she could do. Nia's a good wrestler. I'm I'm not saying Bliss is a bad one, but I think their their chemistry wasn't there and the whole skit was ruined. You know, the whole segment. But <laughs> you know, once again, it's she shouldn't be in the situation she's in. She's just way too green and you just see it time and time again. And if you don't think that, you look no further than the bullshit powerbomb that she did. <laughs> I th- thought she was going for a razor's edge for a second there. And, and no, Cole's calling it a powerbomb. Like, I don't know what kind of powerbomb that is. There's little kids doing that move in living rooms across the world. Like, if you can't do a powerbomb, you're really not ready to be on the main show, man. Yeah, I, uh, I feel bad for the commentators because they have to try to sell what she's doing. Roll with the punches. And, yeah, you have to roll with the punches, but... You know, Vince is probably yelling in their ear, like, you better sell this. Yep. We got money to make. Yep. Man, I don't know, man. Like, I'm hoping, well, obviously, there's still room for improvement, but I'm hoping that this whole little angle ends quickly because, obviously, the whole 30-day thing, if she's going to be on Raw or not, I don't know. I mean, they could have her play it like she's not and then sneak in and go for bliss but if they keep her off tv for these 30 days hopefully she's back at the pc doing some training like not just taking photos and you know doing other side venues like hopefully you are working on your craft because it, you need it uh no they just do the 30-day suspension because they don't want to pay her that much money they're trying <laughs> to keep her off air and keep the mystique about her and but there's not really that much mystique we saw the matches against holly Holm. Man, like, okay, Rhonda, they're trying to, you know, put her into the picture along with Bliss and Nia. But, like, if you had a pick, who would you like to see from the Raw's women division be in the title picture? Uh, I'm a big Nia fan, so I, I, would, I want the belt on Nia. And no offense to Bliss, you know, I mean, she's put in her time, and I like her whole gimmick, but Nia's, Nia's the one I would, I would be pushing to the moon and then eventually have uh, – uh, uh, Asuka and Nia match. That that would that's what I want. 
Yeah, they 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 can definitely need to do that at some point. I don't know if it has to happen after like a brand split or you know how they do that. Not the brand split, but you know like the little trades and all that superstar shakeup crap. Like yeah, maybe after that we can luck up and get that kind of match finally. But yeah, as far as that goes, I don't know, man. I'm just I want it to be interesting if Ronda Rousey's name is going to be attached to this division and she's going to be forced into the title picture, like at least make it good. And that's why I'm saying if she's not going to be off or if she's going to be off TV for the next 30 days, I really feel like she needs to be down in uh, Orlando. (laughs) Once again, I can't book it, but she would be doing live shows for NXT until she got her ring work down. Or at least, or at least I could see her doing something with Shayna because they both have that similar MMA background. So those matches, you would see some crazy, crazy, uh, you know, transitions. Yeah, transitions with that. the submissions and the judo. But yeah. you know, they're gonna they're gonna push you to the moon, and you know, a girl like Alexa Bliss can't carry like a like she should be able to with with uh, Ronda. You know, Ronda's just too green for her to do that. Yeah, speaking on Bliss, though, I mean, like, they're really giving her all types of, you know, wins, title reigns. Like, I mean, I guess, but they got to remember, she's still young. So is she going to be like the Ric Flair of the women's division, 16, you know, title reigns because you guys just put it on or take it off or put it on or take her off? You know, like, we got to worry about other women. So it's not so much a knock towards Bliss, but I really feel like they need to be doing something. Like, uh, with the whole Sasha... And Bailey thing, I mean, I guess you want to call it a heel turn, but Bailey finally turned and finally got some revenge on Sasha, beat her up, you know, yeah, and I all saw that. that. So, I mean, like, if you're going to do a, a heel Bailey thing, people might be more receptive to it. Like, push it, go with it. It's not got to just be bliss. But I do agree with you about Nia being in the title picture because she has worked a lot. Like, I remember seeing her in NXT, and I'm like, dude, they, she, they, she better not get called up. Because she's nowhere near ready, but from what a year or two ago compared to now, it's night and day, man. Like she's really—you could tell she's worked. Oh yeah, so uh, she's deserving of it. And another girl I'd like to see is Sasha. I think Sasha, to me, is the best women's wrestler on that roster right now. That's—I would have to honestly—I would have to put it between her and Charlotte. And I'm not even like you know a Charlotte stand, but like to say that her and Sasha both ain't top like top breeds in that man. Those are two totally different animals that are Ronda. Ronda's just just got the name. Sasha can work. Nia can work. She can sell her ass off. Like obviously, you saw the beating from Bailey. Like when she whipped her into that middle turnbuckle in the corner. Like dude, it's like oh shit. (laughs) But you know, so she's great at selling, man. Like they're both great. Um, Damn, I forgot where I was going with this. But basically, I more or less just talking about how different women should be in the spotlight. You know, like I said, whether it's going to be a a Hill Bailey or, you know, how you said a Sasha, something. But I don't necessarily think it's just should be all about bliss and this, you know, fake promos that she does. I'm tired of them already. I don't know if you've been paying attention to it. She starts off being humble and psych. Okay, like we get it. They even had Carmella doing it. Yeah, the same exact fucking promo. Like, Bliss, really. Bliss has been doing that for a while now, so I mean, it's old to me, man. I'm like, yeah. okay, I get it. It's time to switch it up. Yeah, definitely. But moving right along, though, um, Brock and these whole, you know, now they say it's a contract dispute. You know, Heyman's online selling the story. You know, talking about him and his client will decide who, you know, when WWE picks somebody good enough 
for Brock to defend against. And I, I'm already getting it. Like they're already been saying, basically, it's Vince's way of making people fuck with with Roman when he finally wins. Yeah. Rock doesn't care about the fans, but Roman does. Roman's here every week. Blah blah blah. Like you keep trying to push that narrative, but I don't think that's gonna really work. You know, like okay, I get what you're doing. You're you're trying your hardest to make Brock seem like a piece of shit. I get it. And some fans are really legit getting annoyed. I'd be seeing the comments online where people really say, "Oh, they should they should strip him of the title and this, that, and the other." You know, like yeah, Brock doesn't deserve the title, but this is not the way to make Roman get over. Though it's not going to do it. It's not going to do it. Uh, I'm sorry, Roman. You know, I haven't taken the bumps. You know, I haven't put in the time. He's been in NXT. He's done his thing. But it's over. Just please stop pushing it. It's like Bobby Lashley said, it's been three, what, three years in a row that he's been trying and failing. Like, you can't keep doing this to us as fans. Like, you're going to like it. <laughs> Just give it, you know, two more years. And finally, we might pull the plug. Like, no, like, don't damage his character beyond repair. To where people are going to be like, because I feel like that's what happened to Cena. He got forced on us so much, that's why people are like, I don't like that cat. Yeah. Same shit can happen to Roman if Vince doesn't play his cards right. So that's why I'm, when they introduced the idea of Bobby Lashley being a possible contender, I, I feel that Bobby Lashley could really be a believable, you know, challenger. I, I think Bobby Lashley is 100 times more believable, even though I think Roman's a better worker. Um, Bobby actually has an MMA background with like Brock does, yeah. so they can do some crazy stuff. And let's face it, Bobby is has a way more muscular body. He's more believable of somebody who can actually contend. How many times can Roman jack off his arm? It's it's <laughs> I'm over it. I'm just so over it yeah. at this point. And it's strictly from a fan's point of view. You know, it's just. Every every pay per view, you know, we have to deal with this Roman, and I don't want Roman to go away. I'm just saying, please get him out of the title picture. Yeah, let him do some other shit. Maybe the Intercontinental running. Yeah, exactly. If if not Intercontinental, maybe a brand switch, something. But something is desperately needed for him. Desperately. Uh, but go, doubling back to the Brock uh, contract disputes, like I really hope that Vince learns his lesson from this and just lets Brock go after this contract is done. Don't try to resign him even after he goes to UFC and does whatever he does, whether he wins or loses. Do not bring him back. You got a lot of hungry talent, and this is speaking for Reigns too, like that buster ass every day. Brock is getting big blockbuster paydays to come, what, every four or five months? Like <laughs> it, it's, it's ridiculous. So I, I know – this shouldn't have to be said because it's common knowledge, but it's just bullshit. Like he shouldn't be reinstated after this. Like let it go. Hey, thanks for the memories. You, you know, made suplex city a thing. We sold hella merch out of that. Thanks. But it's, it's done. It's, it's been done. And he, and I understand you're going to give the contract disputes or whatever, you know, contract issues. Well, yeah, yeah, they don't want to pay him 500 grand. They don't want to keep giving him a bag to come in and say a couple. Well, let Heyman talk for him. Yeah. I, and I understand it, but yeah, at this point, it's just you know beating a dead horse. It's Man. it's just over. And I and believe me, I'm a big Brock fan, and I think back when he first came on, he was so great for it because you know he was getting over on Angle, and it was a great thing. They bring him back, 
but they don't Purely bring up what happened. UFC hype. Purely yeah, it was just all that. UFC hype, but they don't bring up Kane Velasquez. You know, oh, no, like, no, 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 they, they just... never bring that up. Why? Why is there a big, big uh, impression on his face right <laughs> oh, under yeah. his <laughs> eye? <A> reminder. <laughs> yeah, that's a reminder. You know, it's they they push him off this UFC. Well, you know, we remember what happened. Yeah, <laughs> we all know. So. Yeah, I guess that's why I, I was saying I feel that Bobby would be a believable challenger. You know, like they both did MMA. Bobby's record wasn't that bad either. No. I think he only had two losses, so that's not bad in my book. I mean, yeah, I know it was what, Bellas or Strike Force or whatever he was yeah, fighting yeah. at. So I know it's not UFC. The best is in UFC, but I mean, I don't think that should be laughed at, though. Like, eh. <laughs> any any Anybody that fr- fights pro MMA, yeah. whether it's Strike, well, Strike Force is obviously over, but Bellator or UFC. Or even a small promotion. If you do a professional fight, you know that's mad respect. Hell yeah! But uh, yeah, Brock, Brock once again, he, you know, he got beat out the UFC. So it's it's whatever. Yeah, his record is not so great. That's why I had to bring up Bobby's. Like Bobby's had, I forgot what, fifteen fights, two losses. Like I said, like that's not that's not bad. You know, I mean, Brock on the other hand, he's five and three. You know, <laughs> no, I, well, he he was supposed to have a six win, but it got changed to a no contest because he tested positive for steroids (laughs) oh yeah we don't mention that either oh yeah sorry (laughs) yeah i guess man like i i mean i know a lot of you out there probably feel the same way though like you know brock is just a frustrating situation i mean he's been champion for how long he's not there whatsoever roman is still their answer to this even though it's not it's not the right way to go bobby's in the picture now what do they do with this? You know, the Extreme Rules match got canceled because of this contract dispute. So we're going to see how this ends up getting played out. If they're going to keep going with Roman or if they're going to give Bobby a shot. What do you think? Would you like to see Bobby go at it? No. I. But obviously it's more believable than Roman. But my personal pick to take the belt off Brock is Finn. Because Finn never lost it. So yes. he deserves his shot. Yeah, that's that's crazy to me that Finn lost and they never, yeah, they don't address that. Like, they act like we have amnesia, like we forget things as wrestling fans, that, that we're not going to remember small details like that. Well, not even small, big details like that. Like, yeah, he had to for- give it up because he was forced to from injury. So yeah. he deserved a shot as soon as he came back. Didn't happen. Same thing with Seth, no? That's why I feel like they ended up putting the, uh, the Intercontinental belt on him. You know what I mean? Like, just so he could have something because they weren't ready to trust him with the belt or because they knew it was going to go around Brock's waist for the next year, year and a half or whatever. Yep. But I don't know, man. It's just it's something that it's it's been really bothersome, man. That shit's really annoying. To me, Pay-per-view to me, after pay-per-view, you don't have a universal championship being defended. That's your main belt on your A-show, your so-called A-show, and there's no chance that championship's not getting defended. To me, To me, that belt means nothing. At all, it there's there's no significance to it, just because Brock's held it, and you guys think Brock's the greatest, you know it's it doesn't mean anything to me as a fan. And uh, moving right along, uh, I'm gonna go straight to the B team, man. They've been trying to heat up a little bit, you know, with these little vignettes, promos, <laughs> you know, impersonating Woken Matt Hardy and uh, got Bo impersonating his brother, you know. I think that's kind of dope, you know. I don't know if they're going to trust them enough to put the belts on them, but I feel like there's a slight chance just because those guys have been there for a while, you know, fucking 
whatever name he's going with now, uh, Curtis Axel. Yeah, Curtis Axel. He was there since the Nexus days, you know what I mean? Like, he did the whole NXT spiel when it was a game show. And, you know, Bo Dallas, he was the one of the uh, second. Yeah, he was the second yeah, NXT the second. world champion. Mm-hmm. Like, so, I mean, they have some tenure. They've been there for a while. And I know uh, Axel's probably been tag champ. But it's like, they, I don't, they I, need I, something. Otherwise, what are they doing? You know, like, you can't keep jobbing guys out. And luckily, these guys got fans. You know, luckily, they're getting laughs from their promos. Because... If they weren't, I don't know why they would still be on the roster. But I mean, that's why I'm that's why I'm trying to present it to you as: Do you think they should get a, even if it's a small run? They could win the win the belt Sunday and lose them Monday. You know, like just drop it real quick. But at least, hey, they won the belts. I mean, they haven't had nothing. They've been Mrs. Lackey for the past two years, yep. or at least it feels like it's been the past two years. So it's just like, yeah, like I kind of feel like they deserve something, but at the same time, I don't know if it should be coming off of Matt and Bray. No, I I personally don't want to see it happen. I think it'd be a decent feud or whatever. But the only thing I would I want is for them to get thrown in the lake of deletion, <laughs> and uh, Bo Dallas get reunited with his brother, and they actually yeah. work together. That's what I want to yeah, see. We talked about that a lot, man. I always felt like they should have did something with Bo. Like once he started floundering with the Bo leave, they should have been like, "You're a Wyatt now. Yeah, <laughs> let him go off TV for a little bit, grow a little bit of you know scruffy beard." Throw him into the Wyatts. I always felt like they should have did something with him. But, I mean, this is probably as close as we're going to get to these two brothers working together, you know? It, it's Honestly, it's I, – I like their whole gimmick and the vignettes. I think it was hilarious. I laugh, I laugh my butt off. You yeah. know, I'm not going to lie. I was, I was laughing, but – it's to me. It's yeah, not. Axel killed me with the uh, with the whole you know biting everything, the little mannerisms that he was doing to uh, Matt. Yeah, yeah, me dying off. Yeah, man. it it's funny, but I, to me, it's not believable. I think if this is what the Raw Tag Team Champions, if this is going to be the angles we're playing, it. I'm sorry, <laughs> AOP needs to come in and do their thing. Yeah, they just barely popped up out of nowhere. <laughs> I mean, it's good to see them on because like we were just talking about that. It's good to see him on TV, man, but what are we going to do with him? Are we going to do this whole thing where we just give him jobbers, quick squash matches? Like, they could be going up against, I don't care, shit. Let them go against uh, Titus Worldwide, Apollo Crews and Titus. Yeah. Let them have a match with somebody's people that are known. Yep, because it's not like this is a brand new tag team. No, they they did their thing in NXT, so pe- people should know about them. Yeah, this, this, yeah. this shouldn't be like... How it's they, 2018. There shouldn't be nobody that's not hip on NXT by now. Like, if you're watching Monday Night Raw, SmackDown, there's no reason you don't have the network and you're not watching NXT or 205 Live or any of the other great content. That's not even a plug. It's so much stuff on there, man. Yeah, it would. It AOP is a great tag team, and they should they should get the belts next. Um, please bring Paul Paul Ellering back because. AOP needs him. Yeah, because Ellering squashed that rumor because when uh when they shot that whole angle of them leaving him behind, all the rumors started going, oh, Paul doesn't want to travel like that, you know, blah, blah, blah. He can't, he, you know, change that real fast. Like, I have no trouble traveling. So he's game for it. That's what we're used to. I don't think that they, they should have been separated. So, yeah, I agree with that. They should bring Paul Ellering in, bring him back. And, yeah, man, let him have a go at the belts. I mean, I guess, you know, Matt Hardy and Bray, yeah, okay, but are they really messing with AOP? No. I think AOP would squash them. 
<laughs> now that's a squash match that's worth watching. Not some guys that we don't know. That's from you know uh, some indie that you know from the town that they're in that day. That uh you know they're already in the ring when they're coming out. You know it, yeah. you know the match no is music. over before it even starts. <laughs> you know it's, yeah that's that's what kills it for me. That's why I'm saying they not just AOP. They've been doing it with a lot of people lately where they're just like Leo Rush on his 205 day, uh, debut. Just a jobber. Nobody we know already in the ring. Like you, we already know what's gonna happen. Give them a generic uh, entrance music, you know, like let them come out to a, a generic theme. Give us Something. some type of belief that hey, this this might be a little, you know, go back and forth instead of up. Oh, we know what it is. I, I think the WWE has a big a big problem with always doing that. With and I and I understand you want to get talent over and make them look so strong, but when week after week you're having these guys do squash matches, it it makes them less believable to me. <laughs> Definitely. Now, the next thing I was going to uh, talk to you guys about was Dolph Ziggler. You know, right now he he got the belt off of Seth, which was shocking. I didn't expect him to pull the trigger on that, but uh, obviously it happened. Now, where do you see him on your roster? If that was your roster, where do you see him? Do you see him being your IC champ? Do you see him being in the main event? Like, what would you do with Dolph in this part of his career? He's been a great worker. He's had great matches, but it's just obviously nothing's been going on with the guy. Do not get me wrong. This is in no way a knock on him. I think he is a great worker. I lo- I like to see his matches, but at this point in his career, you've you've had enough IC range. You've had enough exposure. You should just be getting over talent at this point. This isn't in no way am I trying to be disrespectful. I think he's great, no, I dig it. but. There's too many young, talented guys for him to be getting an icy title. Um, he's already had his reigns, and and I'm not. I know to... I wanted Drew McIntyre to go, you know, for the title shot. So when they did it with Dolph, I'm just like, okay, I I'm questioning your guys' booking as I always do. Of course, I don't understand it. Like that's not even a knock at all. You know, what I mean to Dolph. I, but it's just like your time has kind of came and went. You did your thing, and you know, you, yeah, probably because of politics or whatever, what have you. You haven't been in the title picture, but it, it's time for you just to help elevate new talent, man. Yeah, you can do it. You are the guy. If they were ever gonna trust anybody to help somebody get over, I would be going to Dolph. Of course, and 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 that's the thing. If you have somebody who's green who's not really good, Dolph can carry him. Dolph can make that man look like a million bucks. Man, he's done it so many times. Of course. So, I mean, like, he's established that that. So there's no there's no second guessing him when it comes to his ring work. Like, but title holder right now, I don't know, man. It happens to people. Like, you 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 are on top, and at some point, you got to help elevate. Yeah. And if you don't want to do that, hey, you can. the door is obviously always open. You didn't have to sign an extension. You could have always walked out and did your stand-up that you want to do, or you could have tried your you know, your luck at Japan, Ring I, me, or anything. Me personally, I, I would have liked for him to go over to New Japan yeah. and, and have a feud with uh, my boy. Uh, Who, Cody? No, not Cody. My boy, the Alpha. Oh. No. <laughs> yeah, you already know who I'm talking about, Omega. Um, I think him and Omega would have been a great match, and I think if he'd have left, he's a great worker, and he would have got over in New Japan and made a lot of money. Oh, definitely. 
he would have been a rock star, I think. Like, cause the way, especially the way Japan's taking the Jericho over there, like I'm pretty sure Dolph has some fans in Japan. Yeah. And if he was able to do his own thing over there, he would probably really be on one right now. Like, I don't want to say that he would be in the main title picture, but I mean, he could have some nice fuse with a lot of them cats over there. Uh, I guess shifting over to SmackDown, uh, Sami Zayn, man, unfortunately tore his rotator cuffs out till 2019, man. I don't know. Maybe it's a blessing in disguise because, you know, they didn't really have him doing anything. Had him... Oh, well, actually, we should have covered this on the Raw segment. Yeah, I was about to say. But, yeah, uh, okay, yeah, before we switch to SmackDown, we'll just finish this up with the Sami Zayn thing. You know, they had him doing the dumb angle with Bobby Lashley, and maybe this is a blessing in disguise, man. Maybe he can come back and they whether it's a character attitude change anything besides the what's that sky music or whatever yeah. <laughs> he comes out to like it's something different man like hopefully it's something different. i i would i'd rather him take this time and come back as el generico <laughs> yeah you've been saying that for a couple months now even when they were having the whole firing angle you're like yo <laughs> bring generico I'd, I'd love it you know just because i feel like this whole the whole gimmick with Sammy and, you know, being a good worker, he's a great worker. It's just he needs something else, and I think he could – he's already done El Generico. He can he can master it, and uh, I don't know if you guys saw on Twitter his the El Generico account tweeted a couple months ago. So Yeah, at that time. So that's why it was funny because you had said that, and he said, I'm like, oh, man, <laughs> maybe, they, maybe they're going to test it out. Yeah, I – I used I used to wrestle in high school folk, folk style and I've torn my rotator cuff and it's no joke that it hurts and uh, that's an injury you know if you don't take care of it uh, it gets worse and worse so I'm glad that he's gonna sit out this time and you know hopefully he comes back and with a new fresh gimmick or at least book him right because yeah. I felt for the past couple months they just didn't have anything for him yeah I, I was losing interest after they booked them with Kevin and I mean I get it you guys are friends obviously the people that know know about their history so yeah good for you guys you're teaming up and you know you got this happy-go-lucky gimmick for for Sammy basically but ever since then I was starting to lose a little bit of interest man so hopefully something clicks whether it's with creative or in himself like yo let me try this out when I return I don't know if he needs to tone down his style because this is obviously his like second shoulder injury yeah. type deal. So I don't know if he needs to tone down the arm swings on the entrance or whatever have you. He needs to do something, take care of himself. Hopefully he's able to stay healthy after this. Yeah, know? it's uh, it's unfortunate to see injuries, but you know, hopefully uh, he comes back strong. Get well soon, man. Yeah, get well, man. All right, now moving on to SmackDown Live. <laughs> kind of feel like a guru around this bitch a little bit man. <laughs> so funny i sat there and said last week on the first episode about big cast you know like getting released and what do you know it happened 24 hours later it happened so i don't know if you're aware of the details and i don't know if the the listeners are aware of all the details but supposedly Cass has already had some form of heat on him so he was already kind of, you know, getting the, the little looks. And then there was a segment where during his rivalry with Daniel Bryan that he did a segment on SmackDown with a little guy uh-huh. dressed as Daniel. And I guess he asked 
creative if he was just supposed to do a big boot and he asked creative like you know can i give a little beat down afterwards they said no he went over them and went and brought it straight to vince the owner your boss went to him and vince shot that shit down (laughs) what does he do he goes out there does the promo does the boot and then delivers the beat down now this is where i'm kind of torn I'm not a fan so much of Cass, but I can understand because, you know, when you see the Stone Cold podcast or any interviews with the older legends, they always tell these kids, don't be scared. Don't be scared. Take risks, blah, blah, blah. So you're putting it in these younger talents minds that sometimes you got to go against the grain to get the results that you want. But then on the other hand, you're supposed to listen to your boss. If you don't listen to your boss, obviously there's some form of repercussions. First of all. Do not let these older guys get you fired. Um, (laughs) No way. Okay, I could see CM Punk dropping a pipe bomb because he's a great worker. Big Cass was in the wrong. Yeah, yeah, I'm not saying that he's in the right, but I can see kind of his thinking in the sense of, fuck it, I'm going to do it. It might go over. It might be cool. You know, like I can see him give me the heat that I, you know, more heat that I need for this angle. I, I can see it, but... No, to, to to go over Vince. Come <laughs> yeah, on, that man. and <laughs> you're not Shawn Michaels. No, you you're not Shawn. You're not you're CM. Not, yeah, you're not any of these top tier legends, man. Like so, for you to do that was not ballsy. It was more or less dumb. That was book. the dumbest thing you could do. You already had heat, man, and you you basically buried yourself. You know, and you know I don't wish anybody get fired, but you put that on yourself, man. You can't you can't do stuff like that. That and. And I could see maybe if creative was like, no, all right, whatever. Okay, maybe you go against creative. But to go to ask Vince and then to go over Vince? Why even ask him? Yeah. Why even ask him? If you already had that kind of mindset where you were like, if he shoots it down, I'm probably just going to do it anyways. You shouldn't even did it. Nope. Might have saved you a little bit of <laughs> trouble, you know. Like, yeah. yeah, well, you never approached Vince. You just didn't listen to creative, you know. I, I think it was crazy on the release letter. They didn't even tell him good luck in your future endeavors. Yeah, yeah. That really stuck out to me because they all, that's their, you know, template. They always slap that on whenever they insert Twitter handle, <laughs> you know, or whatever, you know, like they always do that. Now... I never felt like he really belonged after they split him and Enzo up. I understand Enzo went through his shit, so they had to try to save Cass. It had nothing to do with him. You know, so it's not like they were at that time going to put them back together. So it's like, you know, that's no detriment to you. You're fine. We're going to do something with you still. But I don't feel like that's the route they should have went, man. Like, without Enzo, what is he? Who is he? We don't know. And do we really have time to try to learn right now when you got so much other talent, so much other things going on? Like, that's why I said last week, I don't think he should have been Brian's first rivalry. Out of all them people on there, that's the first person that you make him go with. It makes sense to me just because Big Cass isn't a good worker, so Brian could try to carry him. But if you can't have a good match with Daniel Bryan, you probably shouldn't be in the WWE. Yeah. <laughs> That's just my look. Man. But I can't book it, so. But like I said, be looking forward to them probably debuting in Impact sometime soon. Because, <laughs> you know, they love their ex-WWE guys. And he'll probably, they'll probably, you know, get the belts over there finally. Because Enzo, they, you know, they, don't, they haven't talked, supposedly. But I'm pretty sure if some promotion came to them with the right amount of money, it's going to be... Well... Re- <laughs> and no problem to have a reunion at all. Enzo's focused on his rap career anyway, oh, so. Man. <laughs>
he has no real friends around him in his circle. Like, anybody that's like, yeah, man, you got bars. Like, he has no real friends. That's all I would say about his little rap career. But, yeah, man, kind of predicted that, kind of felt like that was going to come at some point. And that was without even really contemplating or thinking about the heat that he had. I was just like, where is he going to go? Is he going to beat Shinsuke or AJ, whoever's holding the belt at that time? No. So it was just like, eh, I guess. The funniest meme I saw was, most unemployed guys in the room, how you doing? Man, I laughed, man. I really oh, did. Oh, man, the internet is so cruel. <laughs> yeah, it's a cruel world. I but... can't lie, I laugh at the shit, so <laughs> keep making the memes, man. Keep going, guys. Now, moving on to Carmella. Still the uh, SmackDown's women's champion, man. Yeah, I'm, Obviously, uh... she with help of James Ellsworth, a returning James Ellsworth, Resigned with the company recently, so he's hooked up with his homegirl again. His BFF. What's your take on this? <laughs> um, she should have lost the belts at the last pay per view. Uh, makes no sense to me. She's not. She's just not good enough. And I'm sorry, Asuka could beat her and James Ellsworth on a freaking handicap match. That's why I really don't get why they even brought Asuka up. Like, you brought her up, and now she's losing to someone like Carmella that she would make tap out in less than a minute if this was NXT. <laughs> you know, that that kind of stuff is what baffles me. It's like, really? <laughs> We've seen it. It's on the network. You can watch it. Like, she's whooped her along with probably half the roster. Mm-hmm. It's, it's really annoying because you see Vince put his touch on these things, and he's, he's clueless. That just... But isn't it ironic? Out of the three, she debuted with Cass and Enzo, and out of the three, she's the only one employed, and she's the only one to actually get a title out of those three. <laughs> if you would have asked me that, bro, when they debuted, I'm like, no, she's not even gonna make it past NXT. Lo and behold, though, that is the SmackDown's Women's Champion beating Oscar. Yep. <laughs> I excuse my language. <laughs> the WWE has me fucked up for real. You, how dare you? That these this is the reason why people stop watch stop watching the WWE for stuff like this. The booking like this is the reason why I stopped watching after the invasion angle in the early. Like 2000s. if she could actually work and actually wrestle good in the ring, like I would be not against it. I wouldn't have a problem. Like okay, she's obviously been with the company. She's worked to get to this point, but. I don't know what their end game is. Like, they, I was confused when they made her miss the first Miss Money in the uh, Bank. Like, okay, she's obviously going to cash in at some point. Hopefully, she doesn't, you know, do it successfully, and she did. But it's just like I don't know what their thought process is with this. Like, once again, you have other women on the SmackDown show, whether it's a Naomi, whether it's a Charlotte. Like, you have Becky Lynch. When is she going to get you know her back in the title picture? It's just it's just really confusing to me. And then you got what well, I believe the Riot Squad. No, ain't the Riot Squad on SmackDown? Yeah. You even got them. You gonna call? I mean, obviously Ruby would be the one that would be getting the title shot. But if you're gonna call them up, do something with them, man. Like don't just put it on Carmella. This is the person that you're trusting the women's division in, and you wonder why the, it's losing interest with people. And the saddest part about her is her mouthpiece is basically Enzo's mouthpiece, so that's not even her. Exactly. It's not and none like of how what I she does earlier right now about how she did the same Alexa Bliss promo. 
And once again, I'm sorry if this is just sounding like, you know, a shit show where we're just shitting on people. That's not the intentions, but like there's not a lot to necessarily be happy with when it comes to certain things that are coming out of this product. And this is one of them. It's just it doesn't make a lot of sense. I mean, does she even really have a fan base? I don't check the numbers to see who's I don't even know if we can. But like, does she move merch like that? Does she have people? Oh, man, I want to see Carmella. I came here to get an autograph from her. I think I think the WWE thinks just because somebody gets booed, they got heat. There's a difference between getting heat and nobody liking you. Exactly. And you would think that these professionals, these people that have been in the business for 30 plus years would understand that. It's common sense. You guys should know, oh, like the Roman shit, like, oh, because he gets a reaction, he gets a reaction. That doesn't mean anything. He's getting a reaction because these are grown men that don't like his ass. Mm-hmm. It's not females. It's not little kids. These are the displeased male core audience. That should be something that should be respected and then like, okay, like, let's tone it down a little bit, man. <laughs> He's not getting pops from the whole crowd. It's like a John Cena situation. But same, like, okay, doubling back to Carmella, like, that's the same thing. Like, I don't see no arenas popping for her. Has she even had a great match? Has she even had a good match? Let's be be serious. Has she even had an okay match? Yeah, not, 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 not to feel like we're shitting on her. It's just there's too much good women on that roster for this. Deserving. Yeah, deserving. (laughs) And, I mean, don't get me wrong, the only person that I can kind of say that I don't want to see in the title picture on SmackDown, but I would still put over Carmella, is Natalia. And the only reason I say that is because you've been there, done that, you know, you're kind of should be on some Dolph shit where you're helping elevate. And she got her lineage. Exactly. So, I was, but I would still rather have her as champion over Carmella. Fuck, I'd, I'd rather fucking belt be vacant. <laughs> if we're being brutally honest here. I'd rather fucking, we have a fatal eight way for the I mean, fucking she's, title she's obviously showing potential i mean it's not like it's the end of it for her like there's so much time left in her career that we're hey maybe four years from now she might be the best mouthpiece in the women's division her ring work might get up there who knows i mean it all remains to be seen we gotta wait it out and see all we can do is based off what we see right now yeah and that's and that's why it's so <laughs> it's unbelievable yeah. it's, it's not believable to me all right i guess now we have a new tag team we're not new we're having a reunion of a tag team on smackdown with uh team hell no yep how do you feel about that doesn't kane have some mayoral duties to do <laughs> apparently not i that's, think that's glenn jacobs <laughs> yeah well glenn i i love it we got a mayor wrestling on smackdown Man. we had donald trump on fucking wrestlemania <laughs> this is what we're coming to now folks oh, this man. is our Political and this is not nothing to go against Kane. I think it's awesome that he ran and hopefully yeah, and does great. Won, man, man. But come on, guys, he he has more important shit to do. Apparently, Daniel Bryan needs help, and I was confused by that when we all saw where you know he came out and the Bludgeon Brothers just stared him down like, okay, what is this about? Obviously, it was leading to something, but it's like I don't want to see Daniel Bryan in a tag team anymore. Their those old vignettes that they did when they first were tagging were great. With the psychiatrist, I man, I died at some of those. 
It was legit some of the best funny stuff they had going on in WWE at that time. Yeah. But I don't really want to see Brian in the tag right now. I think he needs to go into the t- main title picture, not even mid. He deserves it, man. He's been wanting and working so damn hard to get back in this picture, and you first make him feud with Big Cass, and now he's reteaming with Kane? I'm sorry. I would like to see a Shinsuke-Daniel match. I'd like to see an AJ-Daniel match. And if the belt's on the line, you know they're going to go... Extra gonna, hard. Yeah, it's going to be amazing, man. That's why That's why I'm saying, like, I don't want to see them in a tag team. That's not a knock to what they did before and being tag champs before. It's just right now ain't the time. And, hey, maybe Kane got time on his contract and they're just trying to, you know, do something with him instead of just giving him a paycheck for free. <laughs> so maybe that might be what that is. They're just, you know, throwing him in the mix because, you know, he's obviously still under contract. But, yeah, that's, I don't know. Like, I don't really feel it. I, I guess there's somebody who can actually keep up with the Bludgeon Brothers. I, I guess that's, you know, I always try to look at a positive in every situation. Yeah, the match should be good now that I think about it. Like, I mean, they should be able to do something good. It shouldn't be, it's not going to be trash by any means. But my whole thing was I just wasn't expecting or ready to see Daniel be back into a tag situation. Yeah, d- Daniel can stand alone. There's yeah, no reason for him. He, does, he doesn't need it, but now that you mention it, though, like, I guess, because obviously this is a match that we are going to get. <laughs> yeah, Legend Brothers versus it. Team Hell No. So all I can say is, man, hopefully they show out. I mean, I don't expect too much from Kane, but I'm, ex- I'm expecting a good match at least. Kane's been in the game, what, 20-some years now? Yeah. That's what I'm saying. I don't. That's just, that's like expecting a five star match at a big show. Like uh, he might get a couple of spots off, but I'm not expecting like man. He tore it down. Daniel's gonna have to carry him and take all the spots. <laughs> Poor guy. Are you trying to protect this man or are you trying to get him out the paint? I'm confused. I need information. Like I don't know. Vince Vince is still upset for when he stole the show and they kept chanting. Vince wants Roman. <laughs> man. Finally, I guess it's really Rusev Day. Number one contender to face AJ Styles at Extreme Rules, man. How, how do you feel about that? Like I said on the first podcast, I I want to see Rusev get the title. Um, oh yeah. I I don't I don't think it's gonna happen yet. But hey, at least they're trying to push my. They're flirting with the idea. That's good enough for me. Because you know they're not gonna let the cover athlete lose the belt right now. Oh no! Right? Yeah. So that's kind of like telling on themselves. Yeah. We all know. You know the game but, don't come out till October, so AJ will be champion around that time. Um, and I love AJ, but I'm I'm really happy for Rusev because I feel like he's been just so neglected and and not not used right and not booked right. I can't book it, but. He would have been in the in the main title picture, and he's. I think he's a great worker, and I I'm really happy for it. I'm a big Rusev fan, and I like his mouthpiece. He does a good job. Yeah, I'm totally in agreement with that. Like, I, I'm cool with it, man. I have no problem whatsoever. I know the match is going to be great. I'm looking forward to it. Hopefully, it's obviously should be an extreme rules match, so they can have some crazy spots. <laughs> so. It should be something good to look forward to, man. Rusev is going to take a lot of phenomenal forearms. <laughs> oh, yeah, I can see that definitely happening. Um, Bobby Roode, man, I'm kind of feeling bad for him. You know, like, I was happy as hell when he got called up. Like, I was really happy for him. But as we can see, it's not so great right now. What are they doing? I understand, you know, they got the belt on Jeff. 
you know, he's broken away from his brother. He's back doing his solo thing. So I can, I'm cool with Jeff having the belt, but what are we doing with Bobby though? I, uh, I am a huge Bobby Roode fan and it's just unfortunate. I'd rather him be in NXT right now. I'd, yeah, I'd, they could have kept him in NXT. I if this is gonna be the end game here. The end game. I, me personally, how I would book it. Yeah, you know, I can't book it, but this is how I would book it. I t- and I know they're not gonna do it because it's TNA. But I'd I'd bring back beer money. I would. Yeah, even if it's not officially called beer money, I know James Storm is a free agent right now, so they could do some type of thing with it. And you know Ric Flair stays around WWE. He might not be around all the time, but yeah, I'd like to see Ric Flair, Bobby Roode do getting iced on national television. You know, <laughs> that's something I'd like to see. And you know, I just I hate to see that great of a talent cuz Bobby Roode ain't 25. No. He ain't got much time like that. To just be waste and waste. Isn't he older than Randy and they were calling Bobby a kid yeah. during their match? <laughs> like, okay, I guess. Um, Wikipedia, internet, none of that stuff exists. We can't no. get this knowledge at all outside you of know, but I'm not saying Bobby's breaking down on them, but you ain't got to be time to be wasted with Bobby, especially since he's over. It's. I just I, feel like they should be doing something. It's I don't fush- know what. Give, I mean, if not a title shot, give them a good rivalry. Yeah. At this current moment, I can't think of somebody off the top of my head that I would like to see. I mean, besides Jeff, but like, I don't want to just keep him in the United States title picture. You know, like yeah. he's bigger than that. He can be bigger than that. So I don't want that just to be the go-to. And he proved himself to be bigger than that in NXT. Oh, definitely. He got over like a motherfucker in NXT, man. Glorious. Like, he, he was big in TNA, but I would like to think that he's gotten more popular in NXT. Uh, now shifting gears to 205 Live, new knowledge is that uh, the stars of 205 Live are no longer going to be on Raw or SmackDown. They're just going to be exclusive to 205 Live, and I guess that was a call by Triple H. How do you feel about them just strictly 205 Live uh, for that hour that they get? It's amazing. I feel like 205 Live was already being stretched thin, and putting them on Raw and SmackDown makes no sense. They have their own show. Let them stay on 205 Live. They're getting overexposed, and they're not going to be winning no matches on Raw or SmackDown anyways, unless it was Neville. And Neville's not even here. Hashtag, where's Neville? So Still need to know where that boy at. Man, it's an eagling drinking tea and eating crumpets. <laughs> but, you know, I, I I think it's a smart move. And Triple H, you know, he needs to keep putting his more, t- more and more touch on Raw and SmackDown and, you know, trying to get his stars over because 205 Live deserves better. Yeah, they definitely need to do something like to show that they care. Because like I was saying in the last episode, they look at it as a death sentence and it shouldn't be looked at it like that. So hopefully with this exclusiveness of them only being on their own brand, hopefully that helps out a lot. You know, Um, I wanted to talk about Hideo Itami, man. Ever since he came back from his injury in NXT, he really hasn't been... I don't know, man. It's just it's been something's been off about him a little bit since he's been back. And I wanted him prior to injury. I looked at him as a NXT champion for sure. I thought that was locked in. Injury happened, of course. Obviously, that sets things back. 
and he came back and it's just not the same. I don't know if it's like his attitude. Maybe he's not happy with his position. I don't want to sit there and start rumors. I don't know. This is just me guessing, but like it just doesn't seem happy of what he's doing. The type of matches he's had hasn't really been that great. And then they move him over to 205 Live and he, what, breaks <laughs> Brian Kendrick's orbital on the first night on 205 Live. And then he did his little brief tag team run with uh, Akira. And now it's back to just doing nothing. Like, is it safe to say that the Hideo project failed? Uh, failed miserably. Uh, when I first heard him coming to NXT, I thought it was going to be big. I thought he was going to be great. It got injured, and it just it's just flat. It just yeah, that's the best way to describe it. Flat, flat. It it just not exciting. And I know he's better than what he's putting out. I know he is. Yeah. It's just it's sad to see. You know, it's I I at this point I he need he needs to get released and let him go back to Japan and do his thing. Yeah, I was just about to ask that. That's what I, that's what I truly think too, man. Like I know for a fact he can go back to his legend status yeah. over there. Like that's that's not a problem. But it's, it it's, might be time. It might just you know, sorry, you tried it out. It just didn't work. He never really fully got over with the crowd like that. He had fans, but it was never that big to where it needed to be recognized or he needed to be recognized. So I feel like in the later part of his career, he might want to refocus on taking his talents back to Japan. Whatever promotion that is, A, obviously that can be up to him, but, like, I think that's where he belongs, and I think that's where he should end his career at. I, uh, I thought it with him and Tozawa, I was like, okay, we got something here. But even that just seemed not good, and they broke it up right away. Really fast, and I'm confused by that, because obviously we've heard the rumors about tag titles that are going to be introduced on 205 Live in the near future. Why? Like, why break them up? Because that could have been the saving grace for Hideo, him and Akira being tag champs. Unless they're going to be dumb and put it on Jack Gallagher and <laughs> Brian Kendrick, which I could, wouldn't put it past them. I could see them doing that. I could definitely see them I'm doing that. I'm not a fan of them. At all. That's a tag team I definitely need, feels that needs to be broken up, but... In a sense, with all these tag teams, that kind of brings me to my next point. I feel like they need more talent. If if you're going to be, you know, Lucha House Parties, three people. You got uh, Kendrick and Gallagher together. That's two more people. You had to, uh, Tozawa and Hadeo. Like, okay, if you're going to do this tag team division, you're definitely going to need more people. Either A, for the Cruiserweight Championship, or for the tag belts. You're definitely going to need more talent. And there's plenty of it. And, whether it's and, overseas or in the States, man. And you you would think, hey, maybe Mustache Mountain, but they got a UK brand, so they're going there. Yeah, you, you, you got Tony Nese and Brian Murphy, but I think Brian Murphy should be going for Buddy. the Cruiserweight Championship. There's, It's just not enough talent. They're getting stretched thin. We're seeing the same matches over and over every week. Yes. And it's like, 205. I don't want to see a Mustafa and Cedric match. No. They tore it down plenty of times, and shout out to you boys, because, man, every match was fire. But... It's time for a new program. It's time for a new matchup. At, at, at this point, you either need to get some new talent or 205 Live needs to end. That's what's going to be the death of it, man, if you don't bring in new talent. And then also, I feel like, and this is just me going off the head right now, I feel like they need to let these guys open up like they do on or did on the Cruiserweight Classic. 
you had them captivate the fans with these amazing moves and spots just to dumb it down once you bring them on full-time with contracts and to be on 205 Live. You want people to tune in because they're going to see amazing stuff every week. But when it's going to be basically ground game with a couple of Hurricanranas, bro, like people ain't going to be hyped like they used to. It's, it's kind of like when ECW brought back or the WWE brought back ECW for one night stand and then you do the show and it's dumbed down. It's yes, like, well, that's why'd exact- you get us all excited? And now we're here and now it's like, well, I don't want to watch this at all. It's, it, I mean, I still tune in every week. If I don't watch course, it live, I'm I still tune in but, it the next day, but like, I'm tired of seeing the same thing. It's like, so I get it. Other people are definitely feeling that way. I, you know, at two, and I really think two Oh five live could be something great. It it's can. just, it should be. Should. Man. Now, a part I wanted to talk about was Leo Rush, man. My boy finally de- uh, <laughs> debuted on 205 Live, man. Of course, against a jobber. Go figure, right? <laughs> uh, but, man, like, I really see him as the future of, of the Cruiserweights, man. Like, if Neville's never going to come back, that's, you know, them hopes are out the window. If they're not going to bring in Ricochet to 205 Live, then... You want to build that brand around Leo Rush. He's young as hell, and he's amazing with so much more room to improve. Now, the only botch he had in that match, I believe, was getting his bracelet off in the beginning (laughs) of the match. That's it. But, hey, man, that's not against him. That's against, you know, people designing and, hey, wear this, put this on. (laughs) But other than that, man, I see a bright future for him on 205 Live. I'm glad he's out the doghouse. I'm glad that they're trying to breathe new life into his character. Man, how, how how do you feel about him being on 205 Live opposed to NXT? Do you think it's a smart move? Of course. Uh, NXT is way too stacked for Leo Rush. Way too. Wow, uh, so 205 Live is a perfect place. I just don't see him getting the belt too soon, though. I think, uh, I think it's going to take a while. Man, I was hoping that he was going to somewhere be up, if not up next, the guy behind the person up next. Because if you're going to you know, put Murphy with... Uh, Tony Nese and they're going to be doing the tag team thing now what are we going to do for the title are we going to do Mustafa versus Cedric again or can I, we do Cedric versus Leo I need TJP to get some, oh, some type man. of a look I need you I know. feel so bad for him the inaugural cruiserweight champion and it's just like I feel him I don't know if he's shooting when he says some some of the stuff he says in his promos but I feel it though he's not a bum in the ring he's not trash at all he's pretty fucking good so I don't understand why they don't if you don't want to do anything cruiserweight-wise, we'll move him up to SmackDown or Raw then. He even said it, too, on Twitter that he's open to going to whatever brand. And that's the sad part. You don't have enough talent to be moving people off 205, but you're not doing anything with exactly. them. What, what is going on? Shooting yourself in the foot. That's about it, man. But And the saddest part is I can't book it. You at know, all. Not at all. You know, I'm not in the business, so I don't know what I'm talking about, but it seems like some of this is self-explanatory. You don't even have to be in the business to know what's yeah. going on. Or at least that's how I feel about it. Like, it's common sense type stuff to me. Like, it's not like you have to be born into the business, worked or know all this knowledge. Like, it's just kind of common sense. It's not rocket science. Uh, shifting gears to NXT. The number one brand. Of course. Uh, Johnny Gargano and uh, Ciampa, man, their rivalry, man. One one, I guess. <laughs> so you know the obvious step, as uh, Johnny alluded to this past Wednesday on NXT. The next step is another match. He said he was gonna holler at Regal and try to get something set up, whether it's at Takeover or wherever. So 
we don't know where this match is going to take place or when. But obviously, there's a third match coming up. How do you feel about this rivalry, man? I'm over it. Over um, it? I, so they don't get they don't get the rubber match in your book. One no, one, you just leave it out. No, you guys have tore it down enough. I think if you do that match, you bring back DIY back together after the match. Get all the frustration and hate. Get out all the of your yeah. Blood. Get all the frustration out. I felt like the last match did it, but apparently we're doing another one. It's you know, I'm, I'm sorry. I don't this? see Champ. This? I don't see Champa as the the NXT champion. Yeah, sorry. That's why I, when he came out talking to Alistair, I'm like, no, take your ass to the bag, bro. No. We don't we don't need this right we now. We don't. There's too, there's too much too many stars on NXT for Champa to. And beat. like that's all. That's the only thing you have on your resume in NXT since you're a solo. Uh, you beat Johnny once. That doesn't mean that you're a number one contender, dude. You got to go through Dream. You got to go through Ricochet. You got to go through EC3. You got to go through some Lars. Yeah. <laughs> you got people to go through, my guy. You're not going anywhere. So uh, you said that you weren't hip to it. Like, you don't, you know, you're over it. But what if for the third and final match, preferably at TakeOver Brooklyn, three stages of hell, and whoever wins that, it's done. It's done. But they can put on... Regardless if it's any, you know, any kind of matches can be implemented into it. But, like, I think that that could be a great way to end that rivalry, man. Okay, you won one, I won one. We we still at each other's necks. This is the best way, man. Only way. Out of cage, three stages of hell. It's all, I, it's a great idea. I, I love it. Um, But to me, it's just, once again, beating a dead horse. Why? Yeah, I can see. We've been hearing the same stuff over and over. Johnny should should have already been called up. But Definitely. brought him back for this rivalry, and we're still doing the rivalry. And it, <laughs> there's just too much talent on NXT for this to be going on. You know, it's just I'm done with it. Man, I, okay, I can feel you out on that one, man. I'm still kind of hoping that they do a three stages of hell because I don't know what kind of match to do besides that. I mean, what are they gonna do? A last man standing again, or? You know, like, yeah, so hopefully that's what they do. Make it interesting. If you're going to make us do this again for the third time, just make it interesting, please. Now we're going to talk about uh, the NXT Women's Champion, Shayna Blazer. Baszler, Baszler. Still champ. I'm okay with that. Man. She, uh, she's a good worker. I think, uh, I think her mouthpiece needs to be better, but yeah, she's definitely... My only gripe with her mouthpiece is it seems like she maybe needs to believe what she's saying a little bit more. Exactly. It sounds like she, she just say know, obviously conviction. got the script and this is what I'm supposed to say. But, like, make me believe that you feel that you're this way, you know? This is your reality. Come on. Yeah, right? yeah. I mean, if that's gonna, especially if that's going to be your tagline, like, you got to amp it up a little bit, you know? Yeah, it, it, it does seem a little uh, not believable. You got to say it with conviction and really, really, you know, make me make me believe that this is my reality you know what i'm saying make me believe it and when she says it i really don't how do you feel about her as whole as as her uh how do you feel about her nxt title reign i should say um i'm glad she took the belt off ember moon i thought that was good no shots at ember i'm I'm just sorry for me personally you just never really did it for me as as a character, I guess it just wasn't for me. I, I do like her stunner from the top rope, though. That's awesome. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, the way I'd book it from here on out, let her win until she faces Kyrie and Kyrie 
wins again and takes the belt off her. Yeah, that match definitely needs to be happening soon. Hopefully again at TakeOver Brooklyn. <laughs> yeah. Which should be the hottest show of the summer. I dare say, as always, it's probably going to blow SummerSlam out the water, man. And I don't even know what the card for SummerSlam is yet, and I'm calling it now. <laughs> TakeOver is going to blow it out the water. Um, one person that's been catching my eye lately, just been watching her matches and paying attention, actually, because, you know, some matches, you just they're too quick to even try to analyze and break down, is Bianca Belair, man. I feel like she's potentially going to be a big star. Even though NXT has a couple possible breakout stars, I feel like they might have something on their hands here. She's a homegrown talent. She, I mean, she started with uh, WWE or NXT, I should say, and she's been there since. I mean, she's, so she has no prior background to this. I guess she just ran track and did CrossFit and stuff like that. So she had no wrestling history prior to this. And where she's at two years in the game, I like what I'm seeing. She's strong as hell. She's actually pretty good in the ring. So it's just like, man, what they say, uh, I could have heard Nigel say that she uh, can lift like, in 405. Yeah. That's nuts. Dead she's, pick, she's, she's picking women up off the mat, though. Like, yeah, you better be able to do that then. make Yeah, it looks good. Yeah. Uh, it goes back to what we were saying in the first podcast is, you know, this NXT, uh, what I say is this NXT women's division is actually pretty good. And Bianca could be the head of it in, in six months to a year. She could Definitely. be the, the, the one. And, you know, with her, and I, she's just so strong in the ring. To be able to pick somebody up off the canvas, <laughs> yeah, put her over part. your head, it's ridiculous. I, I, I really like her. I, at first, she kind of, I didn't really like it, but and I think she has to work on her character a little bit. But I think I think the ring works there, and she's, she, she's up next. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Uh, keeping in with the uh, females, though, I wanted to say, man, uh, I got to I mentioned this to you before the podcast, but I really feel like they got something, obviously, with Candice. She was already doing her thing on the indie, so they got a certified star her already. But Lacey Evans, man, I've been watching her a lot, too. I mean, I, I, obviously, we've seen her in the Mae Young Classic. She was good. But her work in NXT, I'm really digging it, man. I, I really think that she's going to be somebody when they end up calling her up, too. Her ring work ain't bad at all. She knows what she's obviously doing. She's not like, it doesn't feel rehearsed. I have yet to see a spot with her where it feels like she's waiting to take the bump or, you know, waiting for the spot to happen. Like, she's, it's flowing. I like it. So, I want to say, just for the record, I feel like those two are going to be something special whenever Vince decides to pluck them from Triple H. Yeah, I, uh, I wholeheartedly agree. I have no, no dispute on that one. Now, something we might have a dispute on is Kona Reeves, man. The NXT's finest. <laughs> How do you feel about this guy, man? Uh, I think the character is a little corny. But, <laughs> to but say that, the least. <laughs> that man got a big boot, so uh, I'm always a Crucial big boot Crucial big boot. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I ain't... You know, I ain't got no problems. It's just NXT stack, so he's he's gonna be overlooked. Obviously, it's they got too many good people, and it's just gonna be a while for him. You know, it's gonna be a while for him for me to be like, oh, that guy's up next. I just feel like it's kind of poor timing because you already got a character that feels itself and talks highly of itself in Velveteen Dream. So, like, do we really need another one that's not on Velveteen Dream's level? I feel like that's going to help him get lost in the shuffle. Because, like, you're no Velveteen Dream. No. No, but, you, but, you're, but you're, in a sense, on the same wavelength of talking about yourself, bigging yourself up a lot. So it's kind of like you're kind of stealing his swag a little bit, man. Yeah. Uh, 
Swagger Jacker. So, um, I just but, think it's kind of bad timing a little bit. Yeah, it's unfortunate. He just, to me, it, it's just not, yeah, not good timing. He's not gonna, he's not gonna be over anytime soon, especially with who you, who you got. Man, <laughs> people don't understand that. Like they got a lot of people. They there, got a man. lot of talent, and I just, I don't, I don't see him going for the North American belt anytime soon. No, nah, because Adam Cole finna hold that down for a year. And then let Roddy take it off him so he can go for the championship, you know. But I can't book it. But you know, I, you know, I, I think he's decent. You know, I ain't got no problems with him. I just he's just in just a stacked roster. He's in a stacked stacked league. I can't complain though, man. I remember when the roster was full of Lance Cades and stuff like that, and Festus and Jesse and shit. You know, so I'm really happy that we got a roster that is very diverse, like the way it is now. Whether it's cruiserweights, big guys, you know, anything. Like, they got it for you. So, I'm, I can't complain, man. Uh, what else I wanted to talk about was uh, the Undisputed Era and uh, Mustache Mountain, man. They, I think they got, I mean, I've also said this to you before the podcast. I have yet to see a bad match with Undisputed Era. But I really feel like they got some good ring chemistry together, man. Those three, whether Pete Dunn's involved or not. Or if it's just seven and uh, bait, they work great with Roddy and uh, uh, O'Reilly, man. Like the chemistry is just—I uh, don't know—the hard hitting, because they just like they really trust each other to just let them fucking all off on each other like that, man. Like it makes for great television. I I personally would like to see uh, a tornado tag with those two. And then Oni Lurkin and uh, oh, Danny Burch. Just that's imagine the spots. <laughs> yes, crazy. Strong style. Yes, definitely. Like dude. crazy. Man, I, I, you know, I, I was a little upset that they took the belts off them, but it makes sense since, since they were in the in the UK. They wanted to get that huge pop, so you know it makes sense. But of course, they're not keeping those titles, and it's just. You, you you can't take my boy O'Reilly's guitar away, you know. I know that was my worst fear about that shit, man. After I read that notification, I'm like, fuck, no more guitar from no no more guitar solo from Riley, man. Yeah, it's uh, but you know, it's that those are two tag teams that got really good chemistry. Man, I'm down to see another couple more matches from them. Like, I mean, I know we complain about rivalries being too long, but uh, I'm kind of down to see them go for another month, maybe. Two more, at least two more NXT episodes, if not three. I'm down. I'm totally down to see it. Oh, yeah. Uh, staying with NXT, but going over the pond to the UK. <laughs> man, that tournament was pretty dope. I mean, there was a lot of people that I wasn't expecting to win in advance. But, you know, it is what it is, obviously. Shock. Got to go for it sometimes. But uh, that woman's triple threat was pretty good, too, man. Oh, yeah. Um, I didn't know about any of these women that was in this match. Never heard of them before or anything, but like I'm, I'm interested. I uh, apologize, Naya, but I am now an Isla Dawn fan. Jeez, um, <laughs> she stole my heart, but she's a great worker, and uh, I am looking forward to being her biggest fan, I tell you that much. Yeah, I got to look into who's that, who exactly she trained with, but like, yeah, she, she's good to go. She's good to go, definitely. Uh, Killer Kelly, I could see her potentially getting a little bit better and being like, you know, something. I'm kind of over the whole mouthpiece MMA gimmicks. You know, we already got it in Shayna. We already got it in uh, Sonya Deville. We got it again with Ronda. Now we got Killer Kelly in the UK with it. I'm kind of over that MMA fighter gimmick, but 
I I have high hopes for her a little bit that she'll get a little bit better and because that other match that she had on night two with Charlie Morgan was my god that was some of the like I'm not gonna say the most worst wrestling I've seen but it was kind of bad man yeah, it just was like choppy not there was no chemistry it wasn't it wasn't good the Charlie Morgan chick was looking like she was just counting and look ready you know what I mean to take the bump already kind of bending her knees and dipping her back you know ready to fall type stuff so i'm like i'm not too much of a fan of that like i like it to flow and be crisp so charlie morgan she's obviously young she has time to grow into it uh like i said killer kelly i feel like she can end up being somebody is ladon knows she's the winner out of that match in general like i feel like that the kick she didn't she take the kick yeah she was the one who got kicked Man. in the face that shit came out of nowhere, dude. I was like, okay, I expect that from the guys, of course, but I'd never expect a woman to take liberties with another woman's face or body like that with a kick. And, and what I loved is Isla didn't even look like she was going to brace, and she took that whole kick. Yep. She is amazing. <laughs> I tell you what. Man, um, some of the standouts, man. Who stood out to you? Oh, come on. It's easy. The Mod Father. <laughs> yeah. He was, man, I was, I gotta admit, I'm not gonna sit here and act like, oh man, through the door I was a fan of him. I was kind of like, who the fuck is this dude? Looks corny, man. Some Austin Powers shit. But like, after seeing him work, I'm like, okay, I that, really did. That boy got, <laughs> he has the charisma. He has the ring work. I, he's, to me, is a complete package. And I can't wait to see him in one year transform like, uh, like, Pete Dunn has or yes, Tyler, Bate. Tyler Bate. That dude, he gets a little bit of muscle on him. I could see him getting a major push on Raw and SmackDown. He yeah, has I mean, every single tool you look I, for. I was just about to say, they could either keep his ass on the UK brand or since he does the flippies, they could move him to 205 Live in about a year and he might be pretty decent. I think he's a little bit too good for 205. Hey, I can agree with that. I mean, <laughs> I don't got nothing against that. I mean, if they wanted to, hey, put enough trust in him and have them on the main shows, I'm all for it. But if not, don't just keep him relegated to UK, you know what I mean? Like, he could do some 205 live if need be. Oh, well, you know he mean? would be the show. He'd be the show. I, I, I'm sorry. I, I was didn't hear this guy before this week. Nope, never heard of him. First time I saw I was like, who is this guy? You know, coming out, you know, had the British clothes on. I was like, all right, what's mod mean? You know, yeah. I'm just like, I'm just so intrigued. And, yeah, you know, the announcers were explaining bit. it. And and I'm just falling in love with his ring work. This dude knows how to work. And, yes. you know, I if, if if there's one person from the men that I saw in that, that's the guy that's up next. I was shocked that he beat Devlin. I thought Devlin was going to win it all. Man. Yeah, I thought it was going to be his little moment in the sun, especially with him being a you know trainee of uh, Finn. I figured at some point WWE is going to get him a rub. Yeah. So I was a little you know thrown off by that. Um, some other standouts to me, man, uh, was uh, Travis Banks. Obviously, he's pretty good. I've heard of his name. I've seen some clips of him online, but to actually watch a couple matches, you know, on this tournament, he's he's pretty decent, man. They got somebody with him. I'm not too sure if they locked him down for the UK brand or not, but they need to if they haven't. Uh, fucking Dave Mastiff, the big guy with the beard. Uh, yeah, I, I'm thinking solely UK brand. Like, yeah, yeah, don't bring that shit to SmackDown or Raw. Buddy. No, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, for the UK, UK brand, brand, he'll be good. Yeah, you're you're gonna be a good fit for the UK. What brand. was the name of the guy he faced in the first match? Joe Coffee. 
I like Joe Coffee. Yes, that was, I, that, that that's, was the next name I was about to bring up. Joe Coffee. Uh, it's kind of cool that after the the end of night two, they had him team up with his brother. So obviously they will be tagging with each other in the UK brand. But during the tournament, yeah, he he definitely that match. Yeah, he he, uh, he stood out to me. I I really like Joe Coffee too. Man. Yeah. Uh, now, I feel I'm gonna start it off, and you tell me or stop me if you think I'm wrong. But I mean, I think it's cool that WWE's giving the UK their own brand, you know, something special for them, so they can go to the venues and see these matches instead of having to stay up late to watch it when it happens while we're watching. But I feel like it's kind of like what Vince's do did to the United States with the territories. You know, you're pillaging, you're taking all the top talent, and you're just and how is all these other places supposed to survive if you're going to keep taking all their talent? Like Killian Dane, he was a big thing at uh, what was it? What culture at the time? Yeah. Now defiant, but like yeah, Alistair like, Black. Alistair Black, you know what I mean? Like those were two big blows that you served them, and now you're starting a whole brand out there, and you're gonna need talent, and there's plenty of it out there. So I just kind of feel like it's in in the sense it's gonna be bad for business out there, just like how people said it was bad for business for what Vince was doing. It's good for us fans. Oh yeah, it's good for us fans, but I just feel bad for the promoters, the other companies that's been around maybe obviously not as long as wwe but they might have some tenure over there and they're possibly looking at grim times man yeah um i i think i i feel really bad for the people that have worked their ass off to get their territories built up and find this talent and build this talent and triple h is going to come over and pluck them like pluck them like daisies man. i want this i want this and there's nothing they can do about it because they don't all. have wwe money exactly that's the saddest thing they can't compete with that machine whatsoever especially nobody especially really with can. them getting this fox deal ain't nobody competing man. besides new japan maybe and i'm kind of interested in that because um supposedly i read something recently about the fox deal that they're not only just interested in smackdown so I don't know if they're hinting about bringing NXT. Obviously, they tried it that one time on the USA Network, but I don't know if that means that we're going to be getting 205 Live, NXT on Fox. I, I genuinely hope that NXT doesn't come off the network because if it goes on, on air, Vince is going to fuck it up. I don't like the big arena feels. I like the intimate setting that yeah, NXT has. Even though, even though Webster, they were at Webster Hall, right, for the UK? No, uh, Albert Hall. Albert Hall, my bad. Yeah, it's Morgan Webster, my boy, my father. <laughs> but even Albert Hall, man, that that is a cool setting. Like, I don't like the big arenas. It doesn't always work because everybody's not paying attention. Everybody's not chanting. With NXT, you hear everything that's being chanted. Huh? So that's what, to me, makes that brand a little bit better because you could tell and you obviously know the fans are invested and caring about what's going on in that ring. Um, But now, yeah, I guess now we can just even though we've been shooting the shit this whole podcast, if you guys haven't been telling. But now we can just go to more or less just things off the cuff, man. Our first thing I want to talk about is that Hardy Boy documentary on the, the, the network, man. Like, shout out to them for opening up the way they did. And shout out to Vince for letting them open up the way they did. Because he could have, you know, no, you know, kids can possibly watch this. They don't need to know all this. Like, for Vince to give the okay and just for them to be able to be free like that, that was really dope, man. I think... uh I give a lot of credit to those guys for opening up like they did. That makes them very vulnerable. And, yeah. you know, people could stop messing with you because hearing all this. Yeah. And for them to open up and talk about, you know, drug addiction and 
you know, you know, problems in their past. I think uh, it makes me respect them even more, even more than I already did. And yeah. I, I think uh, it's really big of them. Man, they're legends for sure, man. And like I told you before, before we uh, started recording, like growing up, we always knew that Jeff's crazy ass had to be doing something. <laughs> like, there was no way in hell he was jumping off 24 foot ladders, going through tables. And he's just nice, nah, straight edge. He's sober. No, there was no way in hell. I was just shocked by Matt. And I'm not talking about in the later parts of his career. I'm talking about early Hardy Boy days. I was not like it never crossed my mind that he was getting turned up and popping pills and shit. That never crossed my mind. I just automatically knew about Jeff. So to hear that shit about Matt, it kind of opened my eyes. Like you don't see everything. Everything's not clear writing with everybody. Some people are just easily able to hide what they do. And if not so much hide, just mask it to where you wouldn't even think that they would be doing that kind of stuff, man. It's, it's crazy. So, I mean, it's, it's great to see that Matt's in a better place, you know, because obviously if you watch the documentary or if not, just seeing the clips that he used to post on his YouTube channel a couple years ago, he was in some dark shit, man. He was going through dark times, alluding that he was going to kill himself. And, you know, this is all prior to getting married, I believe. So, I mean, it's good that he found someone in his life to make him change his perspective. It's good to see that he's back to loving wrestling. He's back being healthy, sober, and hopefully Jeff himself stays on it. You know, I know he had his little run-in two days later, as they said on the on the documentary, but I hope Jeff is able to stay on the straight and narrow, too, and, and they just both keep prospering and leave the negative shit in the past, man. But I want to say, again, good job to WWE and the documentary. They always kill it with those. But particularly this one, they killed it for real. Yeah. Uh, another thing I wanted to talk about. This is something that I had to just bring up. Uh, Ring of Honor. Uh, apparently, Bubba Ray Dudley or Bully Ray is still get still wrestling. Man. And and no offense to him, you know, obviously he's a legend. Him and him and Devon. But you know, you just you see this all the time. It's a pattern. You know, these these wrestlers who have past glory. They're they're taking shine from these young stars who are putting in work trying to get over. Whether he puts them over or not, you know he's he's taking somebody's spot. Yeah. And uh, it's just really upsetting to see. And and no offense, no no offense to you know Bubba. He's Ray. a fucking legend, man. So You're I mean, a legend. I, so it's no knock at you. I mean, I know if he, I doubt he would hear this. But if he was to hear this, he'll be all marks talking shit. Yeah. Like, like we don't know what we're talking it, about. It, it's it's nothing but it's coming from a respectful place, but. Yeah, we 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 seen it so many times over. WCW Hogan wouldn't go away, you know, ruining it for the young guys. And you know, Cena for a while there was staying with the title when he's had it ten, fifteen times. Yeah. You know, it's it's just you know. I hope I hope you know he's really helping him out. You know, I hope it's just not him just coming back and you know just doing it for just to do it. I hope you know he's. I mean, I know he cares about the boys. You know, I, I know he cares about this business. Obviously, like who, if you're not, if you're in this business and you don't love it, obviously, you're in the shit for the wrong reasons. But to expand on what you're saying is like it doesn't matter if you let the guy win, but if you're doing this bully Ray angle where you're on some shut up, I'll beat your ass, you're 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 nothing, blah blah blah. Like you're doing more damage in a sense than you're doing good. Just because you gave him the W at the end of this rivalry doesn't mean that you didn't spend two, three, two or three weeks running them down talking your big boy shit about how you're this and you're that. And you're so much better than them. Of course, we all know you, you're well-established. Don't shit on this, uh, unknown guy. 
whether it's Flip, whether it's whoever, don't shit on them like that. Like you should be smart enough to know how to get a reaction from the crowd, be getting some heel heat, and not burying the shit out of whoever you're working with. Like you're not gonna turn now. This is this part might come off disrespectful, but like. He's been trying to do this bully Ray thing for a while. He did it in TNA for a little bit. They even put the fucking belt on him. But, like, you need to follow your boy Devon, man. You're not going to turn into Shawn Michaels at 46 years old, bro. You're not going to just break off and become bully Ray and everyone's going to. I mean, obviously, the dumbass promotions are going to try, possibly, especially if TNA did it. There's people that will do it. But you're not going to become this big superstar, man. That's why we're saying that best case scenario for you to do is just help elevate this talent just like a. If we're saying Dolph Ziggler, and he's way younger than you, if we're saying that Dolph Ziggler should be helping elevate talent, then what the hell do you think you should be doing besides trying to get solo titles because you, at 46 years old you think it's your time to shine? And once again, zero disrespect to you, man. Yeah, we, that's we love all you. zero disrespect, man. Like I might come off a little rude, but hey, you're from New York, so you should be able to can tell what's disrespect and what's not. There's no disrespect in that. But, like, come on, man. You should know better a little bit. Um, the other thing I wanted to talk about, not so much because I really don't care for this particular person, man, but when I read it, I said, fuck no. And sorry for the language, but you should be an adult if you're listening to this anyways. But Brie Bella supposedly wants to make a comeback. Now, I'm not going to do a direct quote word for word, but she was basically saying that she wants to get back in the mix, whether it's a month long, two months, six months. She just she would love it. She wants to come back, basically before thinking about having other kids more or less. I don't know how nobody else feels. I mean, I know other people feel this way, but like she's never really been over her and her sister to me have never been great workers. The only reason you guys got employed in the first place was because you were twins. That was it. You never got good at ring work. You know, you want to, you know, you're dating the top stars. You're using the top star that you're dating's moveset, his taunts, both of you guys. And coincidentally, you both just hook up with the two top guys in the company. He's fucking Cena's been established and Daniel Bryan was hot as shit at the time with, with the with the fans. So you both got with these guys that are top tier guys. And, you know, you're kind of piggybacking off their success. I've never been a fan of you guys. So once we got Paige in the mix, when she was the first call up from NXT, I was happy. I knew that the tide was going to start shifting. It wasn't going to just be focused on them. But now you want to come back. You see what these girls are doing. They're fine. The, the women's division will be fine without you. We don't need you. They don't need you. Everything will be okay, man. Yeah. <laughs> it's, we're too advanced now. Like, how do you feel about her coming back? Even if it's a short time, okay, I'll say two-month rivalry. I don't even want her back for that, but how do you feel? I want like, what's your take? I have zero interest. Um, there are just too many good girls now. That this this women's division is really almost top notch now, you know. And for real, I, I don't I don't see a benefit from it. There's no there's no reason for it. No disrespect though. I don't know, man. Hopefully WWE ignores it and they just realize what they have. But but I I think it's possible that it'll happen because they already have their show. Yeah, I mean, let them do that. I mean, you got that going. You had, you did the Total Divas. Then you got the Total Bellas. Do that reality shit. There's other things that you could be doing, whether it's for the network, anything. You could still be related to WWE, but stay your ass out the ring, please, for the love of God. Yeah, because Asuka hurt you. 
<laughs> Straight up. Kinsase. Uh, now that I'm thinking about it, I should. this kind of blew my mind earlier. I didn't have it down on the docket, but I should have mentioned this. Tony Storm amongst those other women from the uh, from the UK division. Like I don't know if I don't know if Tony Storm's gonna end up on the regular NXT or if she's gonna stay on the UK brand, but she's obviously been established. She's young, and I think that's another good pickup that they got. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. She just lost to Baszler, but I mean, I really think that that's something she can do something. Whether it's in the UK brand, I could see her being the first UK Women's Champion. That that's who I feel. Well, of course, I'm gonna say Isla. Yeah, that's my girl. I think she should. She be should definitely be in the mix. Like, uh, for sure. But I, I think I, I figured Tony would be the first one to win the uh, NXT UK brand title for the women. So I mean, you know, another another good good women's wrestler. Women's division is still in high spirits lately. Yeah, I'm just glad we're out the diva era. Yes. Uh, man, I know it was a lot of long windedness. I know we were rambling a lot, but um. Yeah, do you have anything else to add? I think I'm pretty much went through everything. Um, no, I mean, you know, shout out to the mod father for, you know, getting my attention. <laughs> shout out to Isla. Um, man, you shout know. out to all the competitors, really, man. Like, I mean, I'm, I'm not the biggest UK fan, but I'm definitely going to start investing into it now. And you guys definitely got my attention, man. Good job on both nights of the tournament. Mm-hmm. Rate, all right, rate one to ten. What was your rate on... Uh, the UK, the two-day special they had. Both nights, man. I'll, I'll fuck around and say a nine for real. The only one that I, like that that sticks out to the top of my head that makes me be like, eh, was the was the uh, Killer Kelly and Charlie uh, Morgan match? Okay. I mean, I, I think there was a couple slip-ups in the in the Joe Coffee Dave Mastiff match. Yeah, but not enough to make me be like. Why am I watching? I'm done with this. Like, cause I I'm still legit interested in Mastiffs and Joe Coffee. So I mean, it didn't do no damage to me. But watching that women's match, I'm like, I don't want to see Charlie Morgan wrestle anytime soon. So that's why I'll, that's the way I'll try to sum it up. But I would have to say about a nine or an eight, man. It was great, and I'm not trying to you know put no smoke up their ass. Like it was it was a really good tournament, really good, worth waiting for. It was good in my book. What about you? Uh, yeah, I'd probably go eight and a half. <laughs> Eight and a half, I thought, uh, for, for the most part, it was executed perfectly. And, uh, man, I, I think they, they they opened my eyes to some new wrestlers I never heard before, and I'm pretty excited to see them keep keep going and, and getting over. For real, man. So, yeah, I guess that brings it to the end of this episode. We should be back next week. If you haven't known, starting this week, every Friday we'll be dropping new episodes. More like this where we're just shooting the shit about wrestling. And I hope you guys continue to tune in, man. We out of here.